And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. We have returned again. I'm Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. Now, Ann, we have to deal with Lions for Lambs. Uh-huh. It was directed by Robert Redford, mm-hmm. written by Matthew Michael Carnahan, and it stars, and I'm talking stars here, Yeah. Robert Redford, mm-hmm. Meryl Streep, right. and Tom Cruise. Okay, now ask me what I thought of the movie, Les. And yeah. what did you think of Lions for Lambs? Bad. Oh, my. I got you. Yes, you got me, and you got Robert Redford, too, I'm afraid. Listen, yeah. there are these three giant actors. I know. And Robert Redford is an Oscar-winning director. Meryl Streep has won two acting Oscars. And been nominated for 14. Yes, more than anybody else ever, ever, ever. Right. And Tom Cruise, probably the biggest star on the planet. No question about it. Okay. What happened to this movie? Well, first of all, I know that we're supposed to review movies. Yes. Well, the problem is there is no movie. So that becomes a big problem for us today. I was going to tell the story, as I always do, and there is no story. No. I'll set it up as much as I can. Okay. Good luck. Yeah. Tom Cruise plays Senator Jasper Irving. We don't say where he's from, but we set up very, very quickly that he is a very conservative Republican senator. He is being interviewed by a top television journalist, Mm -hmm. Meryl Streep. In horn-drimmed glasses, serious face. You've never seen beautiful Meryl Streep look quite this bad. Mouse. And by the way, if she's interviewing him for a television station, where's the camera? I didn't get that at all. She has a steno pad with her, and she scrawls endlessly. Well, that's because she never gets out of her chair. Well, that's true. You know what? I said this movie is pure sit, and by that I mean, (laughs) Liz, that everybody sits in this movie. Tom Cruise sits... He gets up more than the rest of the people, but Meryl Streep, once she's down in that chair, she is in that chair for the duration. Now you cut to Robert Redford, who plays a college professor. He plays Professor Stephen Malley. Thank you. And he is talking, lecturing. Isn't he? At very early in the morning, he is lecturing one of his students. An underachiever. Todd Hayes, played by Andrew Garfield. Mm -hmm. I have never seen this man work before, and I don't know if I ever will again. These two guys totally sit. I mean, they really sit. I know. I thought that Garfield, who kind of plays a snotty college kid, frankly, I mean, he's not a very pleasant person. No. He sits. Yep. And Redford, I think, only got up once to go to the door. That's right. To finally let that poor kid out. <laughs> That's right. Now, talk about the other cutaway sequences. Okay. Professor Malley mm-hmm. had two other students who left college and joined the army right. and went to fight in Afghanistan. In the secret plan that Tom Cruise is telling Meryl Streep about. Exactly. They are played by Michael Pena, and Derek Luke is his partner, and they go to Afghanistan, Mm -hmm. and they jump out of the helicopter because it's been disabled. Right. And they're both very, very badly injured, and they're lying on top of this mountain in the snow. They both have broken legs. Right. That's what you cut to. That's right. I wouldn't say that would be the comedy release for this movie, but, I mean, they wanted to cut away from the terribly tedious debating that was going on, the debate in the Washington office of Tom Cruise, who's lecturing Meryl Streep about this new Afghanistan secret plan, which, by the way, isn't all that secret anymore, and it's old news by the time this movie came out anyway. Right. Then you have to cut over to the college professor who's lecturing him on why he's such a lousy student. Now you go to these two other poor souls who are stuck in a mountain. They're lying in the snow because they both have broken legs. So there are seven people in this film who never get off their butts and walk around. (laughs) 
<laughs> and Redford directed it. That's right. It looks like to me Redford was just tired, and he said, you know, I'll do this movie. It sounds good. Give me a small budget, $35 million, and we can turn it out very quickly. Now, this film was produced and released by United Artists, mm-hmm. which is now owned by Tom Cruise. I know. So he took low money to be sure. in this film. Sure. So did Merrill, and so did Robert. It's very noble. No one's denying that, but it's just old. It's old, and it's tired, and it doesn't move. And I thought, if I paid 10 bucks to get in to watch this, I'd be furious. I'd be interested to listen to the professor and the student in a coffee shop somewhere in Berkeley or in Boulder, Colorado. Well, that would mean that you were really desperate to get a life less if you're going to eavesdrop on those two people. Let's not get into my personal <laughs> life here, <Okay>. Anne, please. <laughs> you know, Les, I have to tell you, I saw this movie in Hollywood, and I saw it at the Screen Actors Guild. And the writer was present for Q&A afterwards. His name, of course, is Matthew Michael Carnahan. What I was curious about was how he, number one, got the top star of the universe, Tom Cruise, to do this movie. But he didn't mention Tom Cruise. All he talked about was the following. He said while he was doing The Kingdom, he sent this script, Lions for Lambs, to Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep, he says to us, read the first 75 pages, called her agent, and said, I'm in. I would like to know who Matthew Michael Carnahan's agent is, because this has to be the luckiest writer on the planet. I think so, too. I mean, what did she read there that was so fascinating? What could she do? Sit down with a steno pad, make $3 million, and then go home after four weeks. I don't get it. You know, of the three big stars in this film, she had the least to do, because what do journalists do? They They ask questions and then sit back and listen to the answers. Well, she used a lot of tricks. I mean, she twitched. She had those expressions that she used. She's got a bag of tricks. Meryl Streep is no slouch when it comes to listening. It's just that it was a monotonous, repetitious movie. Lecturing does not make for good movie making. Mr. Matthew Michael Carnahan had been a speechwriter, a very good one, I'm sure, for the Clintons. I think that he's an intensely passionate guy about whether or not we should be at war anywhere. So I mean, I admire the fact that he cares about it that much. I just wish his writing was more dramatic and more interesting. Frankly, Les, you and I can hear these debates going on on the news every single night. Yep, and I hate to say this about these three actors whom I admire tremendously. Me too. It is deadly dull. Dull. It is a lecture. (laughs) 95 minutes. Yes, 97 minutes of talk, 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 talk. Blah, 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 blah. You know, I was reminded of the film Dinner with Andre, which was two people talking, but it was fascinating. Well, at least they had some food to consume. That's right. You know what? For me, I think we figured it out now. Lions for Lambs, bad movie, red light. It's going to get a red light from me too, Anne. Listen, everybody has made bad movies. You know, I've seen bad movies with Spencer Tracy. No, no, I know that. Red Lights from Ann Elder and myself. Until next time, I am Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And we're looking forward to seeing you having a great time at the movies. In a world infatuated with comic fandom comes a show to help us remember the talents that have inspired us. Whoa, 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 cut. Oh, come on. It wasn't that bad. It's a bit dramatic. Let's just tell them about the show, guys. We are the Canned Air Podcast. Join us weekly for a comedic trip through pop culture. We also welcome some cool comic creators, as well as some of the voice and screen actors that help shape your childhood. Find us on cannedairpodcast.com and on the Evergreen Podcast Network.